You are listening to the Sales Confidence Podcast by none other than the sales confidence coach himself, Brian K. McNeil. Tune in weekly to get tips and information to improve your sales that you can use right now. Stay tuned. The episode starts now. Hello, hello, hello. Once again, we at it again. This is Brian K. McNeil, the sales confidence coach. And we're going to talk about a subject that doesn't get talked about very much these days. The topic is pressure, 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 pressure. Uh, Do you high pressure clients for business? Do you believe in moderate pressure? Do you believe in no pressure? Or maybe you're one of those proponents of no pressure at all to your potential clients. We're going to talk about it. In just about one minute's time, we're going to get into it. Uh, I, t- I will tell you, this is going to be a fun topic to discuss. Pressure. Do you pressure your clients or not? Should you? Does that work? Could anybody pressure you into doing business? I tell you, these are fun questions for me to ponder. We're going to start exactly at 1 p.m. on the dot Eastern Standard Time. And again, I'm excited about talking about this with you today. These podcasts are a wonderful way to share some sales knowledge. And I'm ready to get started, actually, but it's not quite time yet. We will do no podcast before this time. (laughs) But this will be a fun talk. This is a new podcast. It's called the Sales Confidence Podcast. It's now time. That was my alarm. It's now time to get it in. Again, my name is Brian K. McNeil. I'm the Sales Confidence Coach. Let me tell you this much up front. I have been in the selling industry for 30 years now. Yes, yes, 30 years. I started when I was 23. I'm now 53 years old. Simple math tells me that's 30 years. Um, My first year in the game, I was not very good at selling, but by the time I was 24, I discovered books on selling and I got really good at it. And I read another and another and another. I've read more than 700 books on selling and self-development, selling, sales management and self-development. More than 700. Yes. And I know that's a conservative estimate because several of the books I read more than once. Some of them I read more than three times because it was just that good. But not only have I read a lot, I have trained a lot of men and women on how to sell. Thousands. I've done thousands of presentations. I've written four amazing books on the topic. So when you do all these presentations and you help all these people, you develop philosophies. Now, when I first got into professional selling was in the early 90s. And at that time, high pressure closing was still a thing. In the 90s, I believed in, I adopted the concept of pressuring the clients, learning what to say and do to close the sale, learning all these different closing techniques that put pressure on the clients. And in the beginning with my methodologies, I wasn't as good at it, but I got very, very good at it. And I developed a philosophy back then was that all, A-L-L, I know we should stay away from absolute terms as um, as an, a trainer. But back then, I believed that all good closers 
were high pressure salespeople. All of the good ones were high pressure salespeople. But then I add the caveat to it. If the client ever believes that you were high pressuring them, that means you did it wrong. The pressure I believed in the 90s that we must apply to clients was the pressure that we allowed the clients to put pressure on themselves. We allowed them, we led them along the way, but we allowed them to use words that pressured themselves. I would even get them to say things that put pressure on themselves. Like, if you don't do this, what will you do? That's a pretty high pressure statement, but I'm not the one causing the pressure. Their response to the question is what causes the pressure. So that was in the 90s. And we had the 90s, then we had the early 2000s, we had the 2010s, and now we're in 2021. And here's the seismic shift that I have seen in selling. Today, the average entrepreneur, today, the average salespeople, because I talk to them all the time in all kinds of industries in my work, they are so... They don't want to come across as pushy. They don't want to come across as salesy. They don't want to come across as what they perceive a typical salesperson is. So to that end, the pendulum from high pressure salesperson to today has shifted so far that the average entrepreneur doesn't ask for business at all. They use no pressure today. That's what the average entrepreneur is doing. They're using no pressure today. Today, it is my belief as the sales confidence coach that most entrepreneurs have gone to the wimpy side. Ooh, wimpy. Yes, yes, yes. They don't want to come across as salesy or sales or pushy. So they don't even ask for business at all. And it's created a whole generation of what I call wimpy entrepreneurs and wimpy salespeople. Yes, 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 I said it. He said it. He called them wimpy. Yes, I did. And I'm going to prove my point today. I tell you, you know, um, to, when you offer your services, your coaching, your consulting, your financial services, when you offer whatever service that you're offering the client today, if you And this is another tenant that I'm going to bring up from years and years in the game. When given a choice, when you give your clients a choice of doing it now versus doing it later, what do you believe they're more inclined to choose? When you set it up, you know, whenever you're ready, we can go ahead and do this. When you set up your presentation that way, what do you think the the natural inclination is? Let me tell you. The natural inclination is to do it later, to put it off because you won't put any pressure on them because you won't ask them to do it now. Doing it now versus doing it later, always choose later. Not always. Most of the time I choose later because doing something later versus doing something now is still being framed as less risky, less risky. I know I need your help, but you're asking me for money. If I don't give you the money, I get to keep all the money and I don't risk potentially losing the money. That's what's going on. And whenever a client doesn't hire you or your services, 
it's typically because you didn't even ask them to give it a try. You didn't even put them in a position where they could choose to do it now versus doing it later. I suggest that you learn, and I could teach you, and others could teach you too, how to position your offers as to doing it this way or doing it that way versus doing it now versus doing it later. Doing it this way or doing it that way. Which package works best for you? Which way do you want to get started? How do you prefer to start enjoying these benefits of the services that I offer? Yes, yes, yes. Now, there are some still pets and favorite um, questions that I like to ask in an effort to get the business now versus later. I said one earlier. One of the ones I like still is if you don't do this, what will you do? The answer to that can be very risky to the clients. If I don't do this, I get to keep the problems that I'm currently having. If I don't hire this person to do this, I have to either do it myself or it won't get done at all, or I won't get to enjoy those benefits. That's a really, really high pressure statement, but you're not applying the pressure. You're simply asking the question. Now, I really believe that most entrepreneurs today won't ask for business at all. And most entrepreneurs, I also believe, worry too much when it comes to the part of the presentation where they should be asking for the business. So they opt to not ask. And that's typically a function of just not knowing how to ask for business like a professional. There's different ways of thinking, different ideologies that I'm going to encourage you, my entrepreneurial friends, that choose to watch this podcast and understand what role does pressure have in earning their business. If I were to ask a room of 100 people, um, 100 entrepreneurs or 100 salespeople, raise your hand if you think you're a high-pressure salespeople person. Almost no hands go up. How about low pressure? How about no pressure? The low and the no would get most of the hands because they want. I'm a no pressure guy. No pressure. You can work with me or not. Okay. And again, I've already stated, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Giving them a choice of doing it now versus later, it's safer for them unless you frame it right to do it later. There's one selling ideology I want you guys to consider. It's called an ideology is a way of thinking about your business. One of the ideologies I want you to consider is what's called hurt and rescue selling. Hurt, H-U-R-T, and rescue selling. Entrepreneur, if you offer a service that solves product problems, I'm going to suggest you adopt a hurt and rescue selling ideology. Here's how it goes. It goes in four parts. And you're going to learn something today. The first part of the hurt and rescue selling ideology is you, my entrepreneurial friend, you, my salesperson friend, must help the client, help the client to uncover pain that's already there. Yes, you do. You help them to uncover pain that's already there. How do you do that? You do that with questions. Are you happy with the current results you're having? No, I'm not. 
Why not? Why are you not happy? Because I'm not earning any money because I still have this problem. You did not cause that pain. And they knew about the pain before you even got there. You simply uncover it. Okay. In my business, are you um, are you selling enough? Are you earning enough money in your business right now to make you happy with the results that you're getting? If they're not happy with the current money or if they're not earning enough, why not? Well, because of the economy. Uh-huh. I'll listen to all of that stuff. Part one is uncovering pain that's already there. Part two in the selling the hurt and rescue selling ideology is simply you talk about that pain that they're currently experiencing, but you only talk about it briefly, briefly talk about the current pains they're having. So why aren't you selling any better right now? Well, because of this, this. Well, if you don't do anything, if you leave it the way it is, do you believe it's more likely to get better on its own? Or is it more likely to get worse on its own or maybe stay the same? Well, ooh, what a high pressure statement. Now, if you don't do anything about your current problem, is it going to get better or worse or stay the same? What do you believe? Now, that's a really high pressure statement. But again, it's not a pressure that you're applying. You're simply asking the question, allowing the client to pressure themselves. Yes. Talk about that pain briefly, not long, because if you let them talk about their pain for too long, it tends to paralyze people. And I'm only talking just a few moments, just a few moments. Okay. Part th- part one is uncovering pain that's already there through questions. Part two is talking about that pain briefly. Part three is you talk about how expensive it is to keep that problem, how expensive it is to keep that pain that they proffered. You know, what is it costing you to not solve this problem? Now, it could be causing them problems when it comes to their money by not earning enough, or it could be aggravation. I'm dealing with this again and again. Ah, I don't want to deal with this no more. It could be money expense. It could be frustration and aggravation expense. It could be wasting of time. All those things are expensive and none of those things people want to have. How expensive it is to not resolve this issue. How expensive it is to keep that level of pain that they're having. Ooh, who wants to do that? And then part four. Part one is you uncover pain. Part two is you talk about that pain briefly. Part three is you talk about how expensive it is to stay in that pain. And all of this can happen within minutes, you know, not long. It don't take long at all. And then part four is you rescue them with your services. Well, if you'll let me help you, you won't have that issue anymore. If you'll let me help you, that will be resolved. If we work together, you will be able to overcome this issue forever or at least right now, right? Now, those are four questions. I mean, four parts and three questions that, well, four questions, or three questions and then a statement. If you let me help you, you'll be rescued. I like to think of it 
as they're drowning and I'm throwing them a life preserver. And the life preserver that I'm offering them <clears throat> is my service. My training, my coaching, my programs to rescue them. Today, without asking for the business, without hiding behind the cloak of, I don't wanna be a pressure salesperson, causes entrepreneurs to not earn. Here's the other thing. Well, you won't know this unless you've had enough experience, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. The clients were back in the day. I can't even, I can't today. I can't even, even me who knows how to, I can't pressure clients the way I used to because no one would tolerate it. I can't go back again and again and try this thing, that thing, that thing, and this thing until they buy or die. I can't do that anymore. But you are supposed to do at least a little bit, at least a little bit of closing efforts. If you don't try to earn their business when the time comes, if you don't try to earn their business, if you don't give them a chance to say yes, if you don't attempt to overcome an objection, your personal integrity is at stake. Yes, it is. Because if your solutions were as good as you said they were, then don't you believe you owe it to them to motivate them to take an action? If your solutions were as good as you said they are, you would try to get them to take your solutions. If you don't even try to get them to take your solutions, then was your stuff really as good? If you were just so passive about it. Here's something else I was starting to tell you, and I'm gonna say it again. In my career, and again, I made thousands of sales. I have discovered that the clients that I have pressured into working with me, they like me more than the ones I didn't. Yes, that's true. They like you more once they change their mind and say, yes. Well, I don't know. I'm going to think about it. Oh, Brian, help me. Well, what would you do if you don't do this? Okay. How long are you willing to keep that problem? And look, you're pressuring me. Not really, but I am attempting to help you because I believe the moment that you decide, yes, the moment you take my solutions, you'll be glad you did because we'll be working on solving this problem instead of just keeping the problem there. Those people that I motivate to take an action, persuade to go from waiting to solving those people like me more. The moment they say yes, it's like a euphoric relief comes over them. Oh gosh, finally, I got over myself. The challenges, and I understand this to be true, and I want you, my entrepreneurial friends and my salesperson friends to understand this. If you don't motivate them to take an action, they get to keep the problem and they like you less. They like you more if you help them to solve the problem. There's an Aesop fable called Buridan's Ass. Buridan's Ass. It's one of these Aesop fables that kind of convicts me in my career. It's the story of this donkey that starves himself to death while standing in between two huge stacks of hay. There are two huge stacks of hay there, and the donkey is starving because he can't make up his mind which pile of hay is better to eat from. So because he can't make up his mind which pile of hay to eat from, he just stands there frustrated and starving until he dies. If you uncover challenges that your clients have, if you see 
Uh, if they take your solutions, they are better off than they would be if they didn't take your solutions. If you know they're better off and you don't motivate them, you're putting them in a position just like Burden's ass. But they're gonna leave, you're gonna leave their presence and they're gonna be stuck with the problem and they're gonna be frustrated. Ah, uh, you owe it to your clients to work with them and motivate them to take an action. I see selling in 2021 as an act of motivation. I see it more of as a motivational act than a transactional act. Selling used to be transactional. You give me money, you get my stuff, and that's it. Now, I think it's much more of motivating them to take an action that is in their best interest that they want to do anyway. Listen to that again. You're motivating them to take an action that is in their best interest that they really want to do anyway. Entrepreneurial friends, people are still people. If they're over 35 years, they have made some decisions and they have made some mistakes. So sometimes they're so afraid to make any new decisions. This is what they need you, entrepreneurial friends. They need you to motivate them. They need you to be strong for them in their best interest. Now, this is all presupposing that you know your stuff is helpful that you know if they take your services, if they give you the money they ask for, they're going to be better off and even much, much, much better off with your solutions than they would have been if they had not taken your solutions and simply kept the money. If you don't believe that to be true about your service, work on your services until you do. Are you sure that you're benefiting people? Are you certain they're better off? If you're not sure and you're not certain, get to that place. If you are sure and if you are certain that your solutions will benefit them, don't you owe it to them to motivate them? Yes, yes, yes. Motivate them. This concept of high pressure, low pressure, no pressure, moderate pressure, all that kind of stuff is really a misnomer. I say it's a misnomer because you're not applying any pressure unless you do it the wrong way. You're simply allowing them to feel the pressure of keeping the pain. You allow them to keep the pressure of keeping the problem that you're there to resolve and that you're there talking about in the first place. This is a philosophical difference. This is something I believe, entrepreneurial friends, that if you understood this, you don't have to state it, but just understand this. You are motivating people to take an action that is in their best interest that they really want to do in the first place. This is why your website can't sell for you. Your website can't close for you. Your, your marketing can only create awareness, but it can't do the critical part of closing the sale for you. And this to me, I know there's other gurus that say contrary to what I'm about to say, but what I'm going to say here, this is why you must ask for the business formally. You have to at least ask. Sad to me how many entrepreneurs I talk to. Sad to me how many salespeople I talk to that never, ever ask. They just simply showcase, well, we do this and this and this. Our programs do this and this and this. Our insurance policies will protect your family and this, this and this. And they stop right there. And they simply hope that the clients will understand how brilliant it is and how smart it is 
for them to take their solution. And then the clients will say, well, look, can I get it? Well, let's do it. They want the clients, excuse me, to close themselves. If you're wanting clients to understand what you do on a high enough level where they can close themselves, then you, my entrepreneurial friends, you, my salesperson friends, you are operating in what's called low probability selling. The probability of them understanding it to the level that you want and choosing to close themselves is low. The probability of them understanding what your solutions and you formally asking for the business and you helping them to decide yes, that's much higher probability of sales success. This is something that if you simply, simply start asking for business, simply go through a little bit of closing efforts, a little bit, a little bit of pressure. I suggested that you offer them just those two points. Formally ask, and I recommend you ask this way. Will you give my services a try? Will you give it a try? If you ask for business formally, will you hire us? Will you take our solutions? Will you start our programs? If you will ask a business formally, that'll help you to close better just by simply asking. And then as a pressure tactic, ooh, pressure tactic. If they decide not to move forward enthusiastically right now, if you don't do this now, what will you do? Well, uh, I'm just going to keep on doing what I've been doing. I understand that. But you said to me that you don't like the results that you're getting. There's another high pressure methodology that I want to introduce to you. It's called the take it away. You've laid out your solutions and they haven't enthusiastically moved forward. Yes. And then you even say you beat them to the punch. Well, maybe you shouldn't do anything. Maybe you should just keep the way you've been doing it. I said this to a, a client not long ago. Um, I went through not much closing efforts. I offered it to her well. And I said, well, maybe you shouldn't do it now. Maybe you should keep keep doing it the way that you've been doing it. Do it your way, the way you've been doing it. And she firmly said to me, but Brian, my way ain't working. <laughs> but Brian, my way ain't working. Now, if I said your way ain't working, that's me putting pressure on them. If me allowing her to say, but Brian, my way ain't working, that's not me putting pressure on her. That's her uncovering and discovering for herself that her, she's putting pressure on herself and she changed her mind, moved forward, went forward right then. I got to do this, Brian, because my way ain't working. I'm going to suggest to you that all good closing of sales are involve some levels of pressure. But if your client ever believes that you are pressuring them, you are doing it the wrong way. Again, my name is Brian K. McNeil. I'm the sales confidence coach. These podcasts are an opportunity for me to share and showcase and benefit you. I know if you watch these podcasts, you're going to learn something that's going to help you to sell better. This is not just my work. This is not just my profession. This is my ministry. Yes, helping entrepreneurs, helping salespeople to sell better than they ever have before so they can earn more money is my personal ministry. I believe that I've been uniquely gifted and qualified and prepared to teach you guys how to sell better. And if I don't teach you how to sell better, you won't learn. You won't know how, and you'll just not earn the money. And that's me not doing what I believe I am put on this earth to do. I owe it to you. 
Now, I do this through my workshops, through my coaching, through my sales confidence course. And if you're interested in those things, just reach out to me and let me know. I'm also um, willing to do a free selling your services consultation. Yes, I will. We can schedule it. Um, BK, I use a Calendly link, Calendly.com, Calendly.com. A lot of you guys know about Calendly forward slash BK McNeil, Brian K. McNeil. McNeil is spelled M-C-N-E-I-L-L. That's it. Calendly.com forward slash BK McNeil. That's it. If you go there, you can schedule your time and we'll have a conversation that will be helpful to you immediately. This is not what I know will be true. I've got hundreds of testimonials that say just from the initial consultation, they learn something that will help them to sell better. You do need to sell better. And my opinion is one of the most critical and most important skills that an entrepreneur must master. I understand there are some coaches out here and gurus out here that say, if you can't sell, just outsource it. Hire salespeople that will sell for you. And there's some good about that. There's some credence to that too. But I also believe, and I believe this stronger, that if it's your business, even if the person you hire is really nice, even the person you hire is really resourceful and respectful, if the person you hire is great, will they love your business more than you? Will they offer your services more than you? Will they? they? I don't believe they can because they're doing it just for money. You're doing it for more than money. You're doing it because it's believed that your belief of this is what you're supposed to do. If you're a coach, financial consultant, if you offer any intangible services, intangible services are not products. Intangible services are something that they can get and use. And when you're done with it, they, they don't have anything to hold in their hand. They know something, something's been resolved. Uh, Lawn care is an intangible services. They can see the beautiful lawn. Yes, they are. But I don't consider lawn care a product. Massage therapy, they can, they can feel how much better their body feels, but it's not a product. They can't hold it in their hand. It's something that they can just feel. That's all. That's all they can do is feel. Hello, Miss Veronica. How you doing? Long time no hear from. I'm talking about pressure. It's so funny that Veronica popped on here because she happened to have been on my sales force. This is going to take you back. Back in the 90s. Oh, now back in the 90s, just to cover this ground again, I believed in high pressure selling back then. But today you cannot sell today in 2021 the way you did in the 90s. You can't. No one will tolerate it. But you do need to go through closing efforts. You do need to ask for business. You do need to help your clients to do something that is in their best interest. Your job, my entrepreneurial friends, is to offer a service that you believe if the clients took your service, if they paid you the money they asked for, that they will be much, much, much better off hiring you than they would have been if they didn't. They're much, much better off giving you the money in exchange for your solutions. They can choose to keep all of their money and they get to keep all the challenges that you were there to resolve. They keep their money, they keep their problems. This is the way I like to frame it. I am a hurt and rescue entrepreneur. I uncover pain. I talk about that pain briefly. 
I talk about how expensive it is for them to keep that pain. And then I rescue them with my services. This can happen in less than five minutes. I do believe if you offer an intangible service, you can sell your services completely in four minutes or less. Yes, I do. You can sell your services in four minutes or less. Back in the 90s, it took us hours to close. But today, I believe you can sell it in four minutes or less because of what I offer. Again, my name is Brian K. McNeil. I'm the Sales Confidence Coach. These podcasts I do weekly on Monday through Friday. I mean, on Tuesdays, every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Our time, and we only go for 30 minutes. It's now 30 minutes into the game. Um, we end at 1.30. So I thank you for watching. I thank you for sharing this podcast because you probably know of one or two or three entrepreneurs or one or two or three salespeople that will be greatly benefited by what you just heard in these 30 minutes. Again, my name is Brian K. McNeil. I am the sales confidence coach. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you.